You ready to do this? Sure. All right, let's do this. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, uh, slipping it in, our competition. Hello and welcome back to Trekaholic. I'm Albie. Hi, and I'm Brent. Brent is here with me today and we are talking about season one, episode seven of Lower Decks, Much Ado About Boimler. What are your first impressions of this episode? What do you think? Um, It was good. It wasn't my favorite. Um, We... Got to see Mariner from two different perspectives, which, again, you get to see her in her glory, but also see her just acting up. Mm-hmm. And you get to see just a good, funny, Bloimer kind of episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favorite. There was a lot of Easter eggs in there, and uh, that had me excited. I don't know Easter eggs, but like little uh, callbacks. What are we calling them? Fan service? And I was actually it's neat because I think there was yeah there definitely was uh, especially when we see the um, the spaceship the medical ship mm-hmm. but I was um, also very few actual um, call outs to names like there wasn't any name dropping in this one as much not as um, much they didn't they didn't Mar- mention stuff as much as showed stuff yeah Mariner is really good about always saying Kirk and whatnot but this one did not have that no uh, but the episode did get me. I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting everything that happened, which is unusual for me. So that's actually, I would, well, maybe let's uh, show for, um, from Mike because um, he's with uh, Rick and Morty. He's yeah. very much, um, it's always a little unexpected endings or story. Mm-hmm. And definitely getting that with this is a new storytelling method. Um, unlike most Star Trek and most TV, you always kind of can almost predict where the story's going five minutes in and definitely by the middle. So it, I've actually enjoyed the series for that one fact is there's a lot of spin, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess uh, you ready to watch the episode? Sure. That'll be great. Okay. After the episode, we'll have uh, final thoughts and Trek and Tell, and we'll give our score. So stay tuned for the whole show. Sound good? Sounds good okay, to me. Okay. So uh, we're going to count this down. And when the computer says on view screen, we are going to... Go on view screen, and which means we're going to watch the episode. So hopefully you can watch it along with us. All right. And we're going to start in three, two, one. On view screen. All right. TVPG. I noticed not a lot of cursing in this episode. A couple. I actually was wondering about that. I think I'm noticing it used it more at the beginning, mm-hmm. less as we go on. Makes mm-hmm. me wonder if they're going to try to maybe eliminate that and- Maybe it's still funny when it does happen. When it opened, I was like, "Oh, they're doing chain of command." Like, oh, okay, right? Was that what is it called? Where uh, Jellico takes over? Yeah, yeah. Like so, the exact beginning of it, it's the same. I think. I thought the whole um, when they start. Well, we get a little further in, but yeah, oh, when yeah. they get the um, get see the captain and everybody in their black uh, um, one piece mm-hmm. and down in the caves. Uh, the opening here, I actually thought it was funny. I'm like, they're all sleeping in their bunks in their uniforms. Yeah, that is weird. Like, they're not in pajamas. But I guess if you're sleeping in the middle of a corridor, you're not going to be wearing, a, like, negligee or whatever Boimler would wear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I love but, the dog named the dog. Fun. 
the dog. Yeah. What did you think about that? It was a little scary. I, I was wondering, right? Basically, this opening scene here, and all of a sudden, he breaks his neck and he's climbing on the ceiling. He's <laughs> like, okay, we're going to have, is it going to be the, the bad guy for the episode that we're dealing with? And instead, it's just a background kind of bit. It kind of gave me a feeling of uh, maybe the thing okay. a little bit, you know, where that starts to transform. And it was kind of scary because I didn't know where it was going. I had no idea the dog was going to be so sweet at the end. Well, it's, and that's one of those ones. Is it getting smarter, evolving as it as the episode went on? Because it didn't seem like it was too bright there. <laughs> yeah, the opening is still funny to me. Uh, oh, I love this opening. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really good. I still don't know all the actors' names. I know the most, the Lower Decks. I still have to work on um, all of the, uh, I guess, Upper Decks people. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So the um, Actually, one of the things, every time I listen to the opening, I always think, I originally always heard um, original series fall, flowing into next gen and then kind of into its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I hear it now, I kind of hear a DS9 off the start and then go into a... It's like an uh, amalgamation of everything, right? Yeah. But it definitely says Star Trek. Like, if you heard it and hadn't heard it before, you're like Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So I, I think I've, they did a really good job on that. I finally noticed the stripe on the ship that they keep talking about, but I'd never noticed that before. Much Ado About Boimler. So do you know much uh, Shakespeare? Much Ado About Nothing? Oh, I know the, ter- the term. Didn't, <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't put two together. Uh, uh, the only reason I thought of it is because uh, when I did Bedtime with Bruce, uh, another TV show was like a TV talk show. Um, I was going through uh, my midlife crisis. So we did an episode called uh, Much Ado About Albie, totally in black and white, <laughs> like ripping off Joss Whedon's version of Much Ado About Nothing. Nice. I have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I like how Rutherford said before. Uh, just so we're all on the same page, it's it's this is just a regular dog, and she's messing with us. Before it did that, <laughs> uh, one cool thing that came out of this episode that I really like was the cube dog. Uh, when the oh, dog right <laughs> turns into a cube, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just uh, like I, I, you know how people when you go to conventions, <laughs> um, they have like K nine running around or R two D two. So yeah. somebody's going to make a cube that just rolls around rolls like that. <laughs> That's uh, You're a little bit of an engineer, right? Or you're more software than hardware? I'm more software. I actually would like to get more into hardware. Mm. But How definitely, would... I like what he's doing here, trying to tweak it and make it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's my style normally, the, the all up, you know. But uh... And who would just jump into a transporter and say, yeah, let, transport me back and forth. That's fine. I want to die a few times a minute. Uh, I was wondering about that, Mike. Wouldn't they want to do testing with some sort of um, canisters or something? Didn't they show that in Voyager at one point? Yeah, when uh, they beamed it through the micro wormhole to the past, to the Romulan ship. That was right. I, li- I like this. Uh, what is? I like the transport effect. It's pretty cool. So it worked the first time, but not the second time. So did he break something? Because I thought you had to be transported twice too fast to get uh, phased. But at the end, they just get transported once and they're phased. So That's a good point. Maybe it's just a, for on. the comedy. I love that he's making the high-pitched noise. Yeah. And that's like, the only nothing. thing people care about. They're not concerned for him. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just like, this noise bothers me. So I don't know. Get our new captain. Yeah. So the, like you said, the chain of commands is very much, I felt mm-hmm. like a ripoff, but it's not, as the episode 
progresses, it's not, I guess. But yeah, but they called it out, so it made it so it was okay. If if they mention it, I think it's okay. I'm unsure about when right uh, here when she makes her commander. I'm like, I don't know if that would work. If proper flow of chain of commander, how it would work? She'd be allowed, or even is that like a field promotion? Maybe, maybe it could be. Uh, okay, this I feel like is- people would call it out because of friends. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you gonna do if the captain says that's what's going on, and everybody knows it's like babysitting and temporary anyway? So why not? just make your friend your first officer. And I totally bought into it. I was like, yeah, that seems like normal. I didn't even question it at all. But um, uh, this is one of the things that (laughs) the phasing, (laughs) nothing to see here. I'm just phased. It's okay. But that's for sick people. That made me laugh. (laughs) Um, But uh, what I liked about this was that, um, oh, see this joke, normally her jokes, the cat doctor, I still don't know her name, but normally they make me laugh. This one I didn't. I think it's too repetitive. Like she always has that one line with a curse in the middle. They, I'm hoping they develop the cat because they yeah. really haven't. That's actually one oh, of the characters we haven't really met. She needs met an yet. episode maybe. Yeah. But again, nobody Probably. cares about him as much as they care about the sound. So yeah, <laughs> make me a real boy. That's funny. At least he can um, touch objects. I'm like, I remember the first thought I came yeah. to is the Lafarge ep- and Roe episode where they were not. So how did they didn't fall through the ship? I don't know. But yeah, they they uh, the Romulan the Romulan went right through the side of the ship. But apparently, there's something in the floors that make people not um, sink through the floors. It might be some of the gravity plating or something. Now this is something that (laughs) this, I almost cut that out for my daughter, but she are, she saw it in the preview and I was like, well, I guess she already saw it. But, um, the one scene that I think is missing here is, um, about like, why is the dog in sick bay and getting carted off to the farm? Like they didn't say it's like, it's she's just there and going like it's already said and done. We, it was off camera or something. See, I just assumed the dog was following um, Tendy around, or because she, or that's her position. So I didn't really think much about it. But yeah, the pack's going to the was it Division fourteen? Fort uh, the time travel division, right? Well, that's what I was trying to figure. <laughs> My first thought was Section thirty one, and I'm section like, 31. no, that's a. There, so I'm like, have we actually heard of Division fourteen before? I, I haven't, but. It makes sense. I mean, there's stuff happening every week on these ships. And, and uh, <laughs> I, the, the main, well, this storyline, I totally bought it. I thought, I thought Me- uh, Beckett Mariner was just a mess up for some reason. I just thought she wasn't, I had no idea she was faking it. And cause I forgot about that one episode where she saved the day when she was teaming up with her mother. Yeah, that's true. No, so they just did the hug there, and she has the wide eyes. I'm like, is that going to be a foreshadowing to something? And watching it, watching it the second time, I was like, oh, okay. And they got the ominous ship coming out. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the three armed orange alien. So is this a callback to original ser- or animated series? Yeah, I want to say I don't know the guy's name on the original series, but yeah, it definitely looks like the same species from that guy. It's so weird. And when I was watching this, I had this whole uh, thing in my head like. His uh, clavicle has to be like triangular or something. And then he's wearing a mask. So I thought, well, you know, it's 2020. (laughs) 
I'm actually, that's a whole side story, but I'm actually really curious how TV shows are going to, in general, are going to handle the 2020 year well, I, going forward. I know when they're filming, like uh, the Goldbergs, they're in the, they take place in the 80s, so they're not wearing masks. But when whenever the camera's not on, they're wearing masks. Yeah, but I guess what I'm saying, I'm actually curious how some series that are live during the current era, if they're going to actually write this into their story or if they're going to, um, like, ignore the fact that 2020 happened or COVID happened. Right. Cause like now when I watch TV, um, I just think they're too close. Why are they touching? They shouldn't, <laughs> they shouldn't shake hands. Oh my goodness. They're kissing. They're both going to die. So, but that's like, I, that's how I feel, you know, that when I'm watching stuff, unless it would like takes place in the past in this period and you're like, Oh, that's before the plague before the end of days going to a bog planet. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> So here she's really feeling out of place. Kinda. I've been that person. I've been I've been promoted before when I wasn't qualified for the position. And of course, I took it anyway, you know, hoping I would catch up uh, as I went. So I kind of totally probably just I, I projected my own uh, past failings onto her. That's why I bought it hook, line and sinker. Even when she went the wrong way. I like that, actually. I'm like, because they always just seem to know when the, she went the wrong way, which is just Good co- classic comedy, but good. Yeah, has like the salamander people. <laughs> has has this planet ever come up before, or a bog planet at all? Probably not. Hmm. So normally they have crystal clear water, I guess, because that's what they're fixing. But isn't a bog like just muddy, swampy water? <laughs> so I don't know. Well, if they were actually needed the uh, the race actually needed clear water, I think the mud water would not be good for them. So yeah, because that's like what they're breathing, right? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> she forgot the tricorders. I don't know, but but did you know she was uh, she was faking it the whole time? I never really think about. It. I actually thought she was out of her league here. Right, so. right, because she's used to being a lower deck. You know, like let's get some margaritas. Yeah, she wasn't having her smart ass comments. It mm-hmm. was very much. So then we see our <laughs> captain. I'm just straight out of uh, chain of command. Yeah, exactly. But they're, plant, but they're trying to sneak in a plant. And and to plant the plant. And it was so funny because uh, I think the funniest part in here is the security chief. He has nothing to do because they're just there to plant a plant. <laughs> so he is just so bored. He, he just he wants to like rescue somebody or shoot somebody, but he's just holding a plant. And then yeah, the new captain even makes fun of it. So that's funny. I don't know. It was It, it was well put together. Yeah, that's I actually find, especially as the series has gone, every episode seems to be very, probably after the first one or two, it seems to be gotten better and better to me. Um, I actually, like I said, I don't think this is my favorite yet, but it was just still a decent episode. Uh, buttons on the commander's chair. I don't <laughs> actually ever remember them really having anything more than intercom off of there. So. Oh, and they have eject, uh, eject shuttle pod or something. Remember from that original episode? Okay. What was that? Eject, eject the one thing that the one guy's in. All these guys, these these new aliens. Uh, what I got excited for immediately was I had flashbacks to when I was a kid, and they had all these different non-sports cards, like ALF cards, Garbage Pail Kids, and stuff like that, and they had Star yep. Trek cards. And I really want them to put out Lower Decks cards, like with all the cartoon animated characters. And I was like, wow, this is just like a whole another 25 cards right here, you know, Do with their backstory in the back. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I got adulted. It's not fun. Well, so you I have a daughter, so I thought you may know. Yeah, but, I buy her stuff that I don't understand instead of me buying <laughs> stuff that I understand. Or, you know, This was my favorite part of the episode. 
Call back to Pike. Oh, Pike was that was funny. The the <laughs> the, the, the two merge. So it, two merge is that like a Tuvok Tuvix type ooh, thing? Ooh, maybe. There's a know. salamander. Is that a, Tom um, Paris? Warp, yeah, warp De- ten. Definitely Tom Paris. He went faster than warp ten, and he was everywhere at once. <laughs> One of my favorite and least favorite episodes of Voyager in one. <laughs> I, I love it. People hate it. I love it. Uh, but this was my favorite part where he was half a rascal. When he said half a rascal, I laughed at the one beep uh, <laughs> from the from the radiation uh, woman in the chair. But uh, when he said, I'm doomed to live out the rest of my days as a half a rascal, I just lost it. Because you would have to see the episode Rascals to get it, number one. And number two, like he would have to see the episode Rascals and know it was named Rascals to even say he was half a rascal. I don't know. This, so. Yeah, no, they, um, I really liked the, how they did all the different aliens. I think almost every alien in that room was a callback. So... Is there any that you is there any that you um, like notice? Because like I never saw duck build guy or, or some. Uh, I know there was a couple there. There was one with the guy with his head off holding his head. I don't know what that was a callback to or if that was even a reference. Yeah. But they uh, here they beam into uh, the bridge. There's no gravity. How did, do they know there's no gravity? So they beam them into the center of the room because normally on uh, live action TV, they would even though there's no gravity, they would like beam in already mag booted to the floor kind of so i don't know yeah, i don't know that. that's a good good question i it's you got 23 minutes you make it fa- as fast as possible that's true you got to take shortcuts and stuff but um uh, one of the <laughs> one of the guys well, the guys half his head's missing <laughs> yeah i thought about that it's got to be some kind of time travel accident where like he, he was in an explosion and his head would his head was exploding but it also chroniton particles built up and it like froze the exploding head. That's the only explanation I could come up with. I'm going with it. Sounds good. Chroniton and, particles. And what about eye nipple guy? How did that happen? <laughs> well, transporter accident. Isn't everything a transporter accident? <laughs> Just a head guy? Or it's um, some new type of radiation. <laughs> uh, well, they're release a gas. It'll fix you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that didn't fix it this time. They didn't fix it. Maybe they didn't have the gas. Oh. Oh, oh Maurice LaMarche. He was in this episode. I know I guessed okay. he was in an episode a few back, but I, I never saw his name yet. But this one he's definitely in. And I don't know how many characters he played. Was he half a rascal? Half a rascal. I don't know who played that character. Maybe. But that voice work was amazing. How do you change from a little boy into an old man halfway through your sentence? And like you, it's like phased perfectly. There's a woman I saw her on YouTube just like a week ago. She did like 20 voices or something in two minutes and literally was singing a song, flipping through from one voice to the other. That was blew me away. Yeah, that's She's crazy. She's a professional voice actress. So. Wow. Uh, there's a couple of guys that do that too. They do like all the Disney voices as they sing. Uh, this, this was kind of cool in, in a very you know funny episode to have all these people like traumatized and crying and not knowing what to do. It kind of reminded me of uh, maybe – uh, an episode of the Orville where they're all like uh, trapped in the cargo bay because somebody had taken okay. over the ship. I'm trying to recall that episode. It was pretty good. It. I think uh, the Mocklin child helped save the day because he was tiny enough to crawl through like the oh, air ducts. Oh, that something. sounds familiar now. Yeah. 
But yeah, the um, actually, I like that whole episode, that part, because the crew was alive, first of all. <laughs> yeah. It's, unusual, it's almost unusual there's no crew or they're all still, the ship's fine. Yeah, they're not hanging from the ceiling, like dripping blood or something. So the <laughs> captain captain pretty much is the evil guy in this ship, and he just made Boimler out to be the bad guy now. It was Boimler. He told on you. It was him right here. <laughs> yeah. And then leaves. <laughs> There's somebody getting crushed by a container or something, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be, right? Now, with this alien, my first thought when I saw it, when we finally finished, was um, I actually remember Encounter at Farpoint. Absolutely. It was absolutely the alien from Encounter at Farpoint. There there can't be that many jellyfishes in space, right? Or, or yeah. not jellyfish, maybe. That's uh... <laughs> what I thought, jellyfish. Yeah, jellyfish. Right. Okay. It's not uh, quite, but it's probably the closest thing. There was two things that were bioluminescent in this episode. The big jellyfish from Encounter at Farpoint. I don't know what the species name is. Uh, but the dog, the dog, when it barks, oh, yeah. it's bioluminescent. So. And right, I was like a blimer. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, when Beckett Mariner punches the captain and picks up the kid. First of all, where'd the kid come from? There was no kid in the rest of the episode. <laughs> But it's kind of like a, like a trope, I guess, in these kind of things where the hero picks up the kid to save the day. And uh, w- as soon as that happened, then I was like, oh, I get it. I w- I'm very slow. I wasn't thinking ahead. So now she's back to like, badass, powerful, badass. Beckett. Yeah. Yeah. Badass Beckett. This reminds, This is where I like. We've seen her now in this character, I think, three times. Oh, what's I the really third? Like I'm, I'm forgetting the th- one of them. Uh, I know when well, she guess, with her mom. The mom, and then she. I guess when she was trying to save um, Boimer from the possible alien girlfriend or something, she went. She like went uh, badass trying to get save him. Oh yeah, a little bit, but a yeah, bit. not as, not to not this as level. much. Not as like I'm. I'm. Oh. <laughs> I, I I thought he was going to get sucked into space, but he was going to be okay because he's phased. And then I was like. <sighs> Now he's not phased, so I was actually scared for a second. <laughs> Why is there air? <laughs> Why is the air not being sucked out of my lungs? Do you think the, the fa- cap- huh? Sorry, I was say, now the captain's all friendly. <laughs> do you, Do you think there's some place uh, like the farm in the Federation space? Oh, Fed- space is infinite, so yeah. Well, let's believe it. Well, we had we met but Angel One, where everybody's friendly, and Riza. So. Yeah, that's true. Riza, gotta go to Riza before we're done here. That'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. We saw Mini Riza or something. Yeah, Mini Riza on that one planet. So they might not do Riza Riza proper in in season one. I don't know. I don't know. Do Lord X people get short leave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I th- uh, somebody mentioned. Vacation. I think it was Beckett in one of <laughs> in one of the first episodes. Uh, what if that? What if that is Janeway's uh, and Paris's kid? Ooh. That's possible. Right? They finally went back to the Delta Quadrant and saved them. I'd like to hear Mike McMahon talk about that. But they got me there with was, the farm too. I didn't think there would be a farm. Yeah, so that one I was expecting mutiny on the ship, and somehow he'd end up back on the ship. So I was surprised. <laughs> I like this. She's just like, but dogs don't talk. <laughs> It was a very beautiful ending to the story for the dog. And <laughs> uh, 
It's so funny that she doesn't know what dogs do, but she edited every single uh, DNA sequence or whatever. <laughs> now they gotta send him home. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have acid reflux? I don't, but no, gladly. <laughs> I like the yellow hat on the half a rascal. I wish I knew his name. Uh, I don't even know if they gave a name to him. No, he may have just half a rascal. <laughs> I can't do the voice. I'm I'm getting sucked into watching again. So this captain, yeah, yeah, so now she's, this captain's worse than our normal captain, right? Yeah, she's well, she's definitely pushing. I liked um, that now she actually knew how to use the boots, and she knew what she's doing again. Like you, you mentioned that she's was faking before. But they're all gonna be now. Here, I didn't understand was his new transporter is supposed to be like a couple milliseconds faster or something, but yet they can get her way out with that but he couldn't get her way out just with a normal transporter. <laughs> right. Uh, it was just for the joke, I think, because episode. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, this uh, was uh, reminding me of uh, Chekhov from the Kelvin universe when he was uh, trying to beam aboard. Um, was it uh, Kirk was falling without a parachute or something? Okay. And running down engineering oh. and beaming yeah. out from midair or something. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but... Uh, did you know it was... <laughs> But now they're all screaming. Yeah. yeah. What's the line? It's only what? I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Oh, it's it's only. Oh man, I wish I could see the <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> did Did you know it was going to be the encounter of Farpoint Alien until it was? No, not a clue. It was something. I had no idea what was coming on that one. That's actually why I say like a lot of the time I can kind of know what's coming that. Was not again. We didn't have the encounter of Farpoint Alien taking over a ship like that, so it was a new take on it. And Rutherford being surprised that he was okay again, so he totally doesn't understand what happened. Because then he nope. would have understood that he was going to be okay again. <laughs> She's grossed out with a dog licking her. Yeah, I love dogs. They're so cute, but I can't stand anything licking me unless it's oh. like somebody I'm in a romantic relationship with. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and, and this, this, I actually almost think the other captain is almost very much drawn to be the same as her, too. They almost look like the same character. A little bit. I did like this guest captain, this babysitter captain. I'm not sure of the actress's name, but I love her voice. <laughs> Here comes the commander. Yeah. Now, she was interested in his photon torpedoes earlier, but now she doesn't want anything to do with them. I think that's more because he came on to her. She oh. liked the idea of the chase, not. Uh, yes. Sometimes the best way to get someone is to act like you don't like them, right? Got next week's episode. Next week's. It uh, immediately reminded me of Star Trek Six. Ah, see, and I actually, um, my only reason I thought of the Q episode with the the courtroom, even though okay. it was Q. I, you know, what else I thought of? I thought of. Um, the Enterprise episode, I think, where um, Archer's on trial. I guess all Klingon courts look similar. It's probably, probably all yeah. the same set that they store. <laughs> Are you excited for next week? I think so. It'll be another neat one. Yeah. But something I just actually noticed there that 
I don't think I've actually noticed before. The captain has a gray streak in her hair. I wonder if there's a backstory on why on that. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just it's hard to do age probably for animated characters. She's got some like crow's feet or something and yeah. a gray stripe. I know the actress that plays her doesn't have gray hair, but um oh, another good episode. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Um uh, the things I liked about it probably most was all the different characters in the background going to the farm. Okay. Like, yeah, that I get you. Like I want I wanted to actually go through them with you a little bit, ones that you can remember anyway. Like wh- what are okay. ones that stick out in your mind that you liked? So right off was the the warp ten um, salamanders. I thought that was a good callback. We haven't assuming that's what they're from, but oh, it has to be. Was, it's like exactly yeah. the model of the rubber salamander. I wish they put that out in an action figure instead. Of, you know, maybe the tiny ones, like one with the mutated Tom Paris, one with mutated Janeway or something. Uh, um, and then who else was there? The uh, um, the two phased together, I thought, was a neat one, or joined together. Something is that a transporter accident, or you know what I thought? There's that episode of Next Gen where uh, I'm sure there's more than one of these occurrences, but the the woman that like was halfway in the deck plating because like the ship went out of phase or something. Is that Pegasus. Was that from that, that episode? That was a ship name, I think. Yeah, there was a lot of people in Pegasus. That's the name of the episode. But there's a lot of people in that episode that were halfway in stuff. So that's another thing, too. Maybe – and that's the – I just see the picture in my brain, but I don't remember what episode that's from. But she's like – so, yeah, it might have been Pegasus. Yeah. Yeah, the phasing could have fit with the Bloimer story, too. Mm-hmm. Then we had, of course, the throwback to the um, wheelchair, similar to... <laughs> yeah. So apparently if you get hit with that particular radiation, you're, you're, there's no cure. Delta delta rays or something? Yeah. Then, then you're, there's no coming back from that. It's so you get in the chair with the one blank or the two. I guess that's a sad sign for knowing um, Pike's long-term future, because... Yeah, this is uh, seventy years later, and they're still like that. So I'm guessing. So there's Pike's no, yeah, out there's the, no cure, the, I guess. And if there's a cure, well, there is a cure uh, if you go to uh, uh, Talos Four, but then you know you can't go back to the Federation; they'll kill you. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they probably changed that rule by now, right? Or by then now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that just a head floating around had no idea what happened to that guy. We already talked about the guy that his half his head exploded. And it was like stuck like that. Yeah, a picture here. Yeah. You have the half aged, half young. Yeah, half a rascal, my favorite. Now that's isn't there a character from original series? Um oh, why am I reading? Oh, where they all got old? Daniels or something like that. Daniels? Oh, that's Enterprise. That's Enterprise. Daniels? Was he the time traveler? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, they're half they're saying yes, and dying Daniels from Enterprise. I think he was aging, though he wasn't half and half. I'm trying to remember. I think it's somebody from Enter- class original series, though. But I can't remember an episode. Well, now. I know in the original series they all get old, except for Chekhov because of the adrenaline, and in the Deadly Years, I want to say it was called. That sounds right. Yeah, where, where they actually had like toilet paper glued to their face to make them look old. <laughs> it was really cool effect for back old. then. But uh, yeah, Chekhov got scared, so that's why he didn't age, and that's why. Bones was able to save the day at the end. Spoilers from 50 years ago, 60 years ago. How many years? A lot of years. Yeah. Um, the two people together. So and they share almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, 
I, I think it was funnier making you think about what is the oh instead of just you know saying it. So it's fun when they make you figure things out. Um, all right. There was, I, hmm? there was a guy holding his head. I can't remember who that. Yeah, and he oh. had spikes. So even with with a head, I think he was a. I hadn't seen that alien before that I could recognize. One other alien that crossed the, I guess the captain's one of her people there. He was like bluey purple with face tattoo or something. The he's wearing the yellow uniform. Oh, one of the captain's crew that he brought over. Yeah, um, yeah, I I hadn't seen that alien before either that I he can looks, think of. He looks familiar to me, but I couldn't place him. Was... My first thought was something like Nausicaan mixed with the Native American. But yeah, but purple, so I didn't get it. But it's just cool with animation. They don't have to worry about asking Mike Michael Westmore to come up with another, another, another alien. They can just draw something cool. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't seen many. I, I guess that goes back to the next gen episode, but we haven't seen many non biped. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's but true. This is, this is the first place where they could have actually started doing more. Yeah, crazy aliens. Uh. One thing I was disappointed on, I don't know if it's disappointed, but I was like, watch while I was watching it, I was thinking, you know what would be really cool if they got Susie Plaxton and they had her play the uh, Vulcan Doctor from Next Gen, the first couple seasons, Dr. Solar, that they keep mentioning. Okay. But you only saw her once, I think, as as Dr. Dr. Solar. And then the rest of the time she was uh, Worf's <laughs> wife. What was Worf's wife's name? I'm blanking. Oh, uh Kate, no, I was gonna say Kalis. That's wrong. Kalis, um, he might be married to Kalis now. How many times <laughs> that guy get married? So many times. Mm. But uh, mm, Kalar, uh, maybe Kalar. I'm gonna go, go with, with that. It. If, if it's wrong, kind comments down below. <laughs> um, but I thought Star that would have been cool. Hmm? I say Star Trek, Star Trek nerds that don't know Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, well, it's impossible to know it all, right? I only know everything when somebody else is making a mistake. That makes good sense. <laughs> I'll start saying everything wrong and you can yeah. help. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't mind vacationing on the farm. That'd be nice. Maybe retiring nice. to the farm. Yeah. They only take, they only take freaks. So I think I'm, I'm welcome. <laughs> Acid reflux, right? Diabetes. Sure. You know, I, I do need glasses to read. Me too. That's a thing. So that, that might deserve a massage. I don't know. And when we come back, we'll do our final ratings and a Trek and Tell. So stay tuned. All right. And we're back. Welcome back. Uh, my guest again is Brent from Canada. Woo-hoo. First Go name Vancouver. and only the country. So uh, we're you. getting very informal now. <laughs> um, so we're going we're gonna to give our uh, rating for the episode. But first, we're going to do our Trek and Tells. Brent, do you have a Trek and Tell for this week? Well, when we did the one episode I mentioned, I guess two weeks ago there, I mentioned that I went to Vegas one time was at Star Trek Experience. So I actually dug out my oh, green screen. Ooh, like that. It's phasing. It's, Nothing it's to phasing. see here. It's, I'm not phasing. There we go. Wow. So I, I got have, a book. <laughs> I had something like that. And it's got, I actually have picked, let's see if I, any of this will show up. Oh, I a, yes. I have the same exact thing somewhere. <laughs> so I got a whole bunch of stuff. I got pictures of it. I got ticket my ticket still wow i kept everything i got my receipt i even have a menu for quark's bar what did you eat while you were there i had the ham burger did you some sort of burger but i don't know yeah i had the ham burger with the holy onion rings of beta z 
That sounds probably what I had. <laughs> How could a I burger. not? <laughs> yeah, a burger and onion rings. And the, the onion rings were like stacked on top of each other. And they're yeah. like that high. It was really awesome. Nice tower, um, right? Yeah. And you you did the, you'd mentioned before you did the whole behind the scenes tour thing, right? Yeah. So uh, did you do, you've yeah, been there. I did it. I, I went there with $500 expressly to spend at Star Trek The Experience. Nice. I don't gamble. I'm not a big drinker. I did gamble a little bit at the um, like video poker things at the hotel. I stayed at the Excalibur, but I had okay. this thing where like I'd put five bucks in and if I, at, at any time was over five dollars and it was my um like i was up i guess they call it i would quit so if it was like six or seven dollars i would quit so that way i didn't lose money the whole time nice yeah so um but uh i spent five hundred dollars i think the tour was like 3.99 or something how much was it um i honestly don't remember i think my it's receipt there i had the receipts for 79 dollars, but i think that was just for the experience the ticket and then itself I had, yeah yeah then you got to pay more and then yeah. I and whatever I had left after lunch and the ticket uh, and the tour, I just spent in the gift shop. That's how I got a Tribble. I got a glass from uh, the really tall glass. I got uh, all kinds of stuff. I know I bought a mug and I'm quite sure it didn't make the trip home. Like it got broken in the flight. Oh, that's sad. eBay, I guess. Well, one day, maybe. Did, did you have your photo taken on the bridge? I did. I have the bridge and in one of the Borg... Um, me too. I don't even know what you call them. Recharge sockets. <laughs> uh, Borg, uh, Borg node? Borg, Borg. I'll think of it as... Uh, Seven to nine probably had a, a name for it. But, yeah. Uh, regeneration chamber. Is that it? That sounds right. That regeneration sounds node? Regeneration chamber? No. Socket? No. Something. Um, wheelbarrow? Yeah. No, that's different. <laughs> that's something totally different. Um, uh, yeah, I got all the pictures. Uh, I have... Um, I don't know why I'm holding a physical picture. Ooh. Oh, there's you and me. There's so many screens. <laughs> I still don't know how to do this. I was much heavier then. And that's why I'm in the original series uh, shirt. Because, oh, look at you. We sat in the same place. Um, I wore the original series shirt because they said they had costumes uh, to wear. Yes, that's awesome. Borg Regeneration Chamber. I'm going to go with that. Sounds good. How do I not know that? Everything I have is Borg, named Borg stuff. Um, and uh, so I didn't bring my next-gen outfit because they said on ahead of time that they, they would have uh, uh, Starfleet uniforms for that. And they're like, uh, we don't have anything in your size. Hmm. And I was like, dude, the, the stereotype of Star Trek fans is either really, really skinny <laughs> dude or a really, really fat dude. How do you not have them? He's like, you can try them on, but they're not going to fit. I was like, man, I'm fat. So after that, I lost a lot of weight because when I got back from Vegas, I was showing people all the pictures of me on the strip and stuff. And they're like, where's Vegas? It's like, shut up. I'm not that fat. You can see it behind me. But I had a great time. I did have a great time. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That was uh, I was not even in a uniform. We didn't wasn't even in the Mm -hmm. planning to go visit it. Oh, just happened to be there and found out it was literally closing down the following week. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I think I went a year before. But I even had even had a bit of a feeling of being shut down. So, really? Yeah, like the store wasn't fully stocked mm, anymore. Stuff was on clearance. Yeah. Oh, so maybe that's why they didn't mention the uniforms because uh, the uniform where you changed into the uniforms because I tried them on anyway, and I was, it didn't come past my belly. <laughs> but I tried them on anyway. But it was the captain's ready room. So where the captain's ready room room would be was the changing room. Oh. Okay. And they just had that's racks of uh, uniforms. 
Yeah, so I don't even remember them offering us that. Hmm. So who, did you go with someone? Yeah, it was just my buddy Daryl. We were both down there for the same thing. So. Very cool. He's also a Star Trek fan, so it works out. Nice. I went with my buddy Frank, and um, he he wasn't in the Star Trek, but he he's just in the whatever. Let's do whatever. Um, and uh, he went to a lot of the shows in Vegas, but he did go to the, the behind the scenes tour with me because he was like, "Why not?" Uh, and I remember just being on the bridge of seventeen oh one D and just feeling like I was actually there. It looks so good. It just felt like was, it. When we did a tour, I only remember a few bits and pieces of. It. They wouldn't let you take your own pictures, which is sad. Yeah, but but like I remember, so the guy mentioned the piece of wood that's all the way around, like for the tactical console there. That's a single single beam. Wow, that's and real it, wood. Yeah, that's real wood. Apparently, wow. and they they only ever did two of them. One that's actually used on the real on the Enterprise for filming, and the one used there. Very cool. Yeah, and it's quite costly and expensive to get that piece. Yeah, and then I at guess. the end they just tore it all down, right? Yeah, I think I, it, a lot of it was like garbage, even like gone. Yeah, I think I saw some videos about that um didn't originally they have two bridges but then they tore one down to make the borg experience borg 4d or whatever they called it may have i don't know the history of it i would assume i think i saw pictures of the original enterprise bridge somewhere at some point so i wouldn't be surprised if they have that uh what did you think about being beamed for the first time that was the other my other uh, experience i really enjoyed there Mm -hmm. it was it felt like something happened like you know right because that whoosh of air you're like did I really transport just for that half second? And so they, they said, and I don't know, did, did behind the scenes, they kind of explained that to us mm-hmm. a bit. And so it, the, the reason it, the whoosh is, is because when they raise the room so fast, it just airflow, right? Yeah. But it, they were worried about it, but it actually gave it a more realistic, authentic feel. Totally. You know what really got me? I was like, like, I knew they were going to transport me, but I was like, okay, they're going to transport me to another transporter pad, you know, because the floor, they can't change the floor. The floor changed. I was looking down and it changed. I don't know how they do it. I guess uh, different lights or something. I think they drop the floor a little bit, like not much. Like it's only like a couple, like an inch or two, but they make it drop while doing the whoosh. Yes. So it gives you that extra feeling. Mm -hmm. It was, it was great. And then the behind the scenes tour where they do it with the lights on so you can see how they do it. That's really cool. And they still amazes you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this is so cool. I want one. Like it's one of those things where, yeah, if I'm ever a millionaire, I think I'll get a transporter. You know, and it's it's cool that they have like an ensign come in from uh, another part and like operate the the, the transporter thing because I don't think they have to. I don't think the actual control is on the transporter control. It might be. I don't know. I know everybody. That's actually neat. Everybody in there. It's like going to Disneyland in a way. Everybody's in character. They're totally. They, are, they were a Starfleet officer when you're walking through there. And when you're in the Borg part of the ship and the Borg are chasing you. Jeez. I remember and- the lady on my tour. She screamed actually. <laughs> I, I was getting into it because I was like, if if there, there's no better time or place to play pretend Star Trek. So, and my buddy was just like, huh, and walking away from him. I'm like, dude, they're Borg. They're zombie cyborgs. They're going to kill you. He's like, okay, I'll walk quicker. <laughs> well, and that actually leads to, I wonder with um, all the new Star Trek push in the, in the universe now, if we'll see a new version of the experience pop up again. I would totally love it. That, that's the only reason I ever flew in a plane was to go to Star Trek The Experience. So I would go Dedication. again. I, yeah, I, I would go again. Uh, so this turned into the Star Trek Experience podcast, I guess. But that was nice. a cool Trek and Tell, dude. That was really cool. I have all that. Uh, I have. They're broken apart in different frames and stuff, but I have my certificate. And I got everything. You got to text me your certificate number. I wonder what they ever did, did with the book that we all signed. They probably just threw yeah. it away. 
I don't know. Sadly, I hope it's in some vault somewhere, but maybe I I know I don't know for the Star Trek, but I assume I know a lot of the pieces they don't they got rid of them. They destroy a lot of the stuff because they don't want it to become a collector's item and sold for millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Sad. Uh, the museum yeah. stuff was nice there too. It's like the actual like different Little things. Piece. Yeah. I think the salt vampire was my favorite, maybe. Now, I know there's still something, I think, because I still do the Star Trek um, like conventions and, at the hotel. I don't know if they kept any any of the parts of the experience there or if it's completely gone. Like, is Cork's Bar there? I don't know. I th- Yeah, but I th- think it's totally rebranded-ish. Yeah. I've never had a need to go back into that hotel again. No, so. <laughs> I mean, that, no Star Trek, no, no reason to go back. Uh, yeah. I think they have uh, one of the world's most advanced uh, bathrooms, but uh, I think that's the only other thing. Um, <laughs> but I know uh, they, they rescued a lot of the set from the garbage and rebuilt it, restored it, I think. Nice. I want to say. But yeah, that, that was pretty good. My, my track and tell wasn't the picture. It should have been. But uh, what I had planned was this. Ooh. A Star Trek, the next generation coloring book. Coloring book. Yes. Q. Is that Q? Yeah. That is Q. And which which Picard is different? Oh, uh, I'll go with C. Is it C? I don't know. I can't see it from here. No bloody A, B, C, or D. Somebody at home is going, it's number four. It's number four. It's probably like the pips. What's different? I have no idea. Anyway, so uh, I found that and uh, at a thrift store. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome, but I don't want to color it because then I'll ruin it. But then I was like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> so now I have two. So I can color one when I feel like it. Not that I color. Um, but, you can uh, tell their age by the yellowing on the pages. Oh, yeah. They are so old. What year? 97. So that's got to be like 10 years old, right? It's one of the movies, isn't it? That's what the, the cover looks like, a movie cover. Oh, man. Troy's in the purple. So that's got to be season... What five or six at the latest? She's in a uh, her regular uniform after chain of command yeah, most of the time. I think. All right, very cool. Trek right. and tell yours was better than mine. You win. It's not a competition. Ooh. It's it's a collaborative effort, right? Don't worry, I'm running out of items to talk about. <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> I think I could do this for every episode of Star Trek. Not related to each episode, but that many things. Um, nice. Okay. And so, a rating. Do you have a rating for uh, this week's do. episode, season one, episode seven of Lower Decks? Right. Much Ado About Boimler. So, I would probably give this one, let's probably say a six. What were they? Rollot seeds? That's what they're trying to plant on the planet. seeds. Very good. I I really got a lot of enjoyment out of this episode, so I'm going to probably give it an eight, and Ooh. I'm going to give it eight cubicle the dogs. Cube dogs. Just because I would buy one if I saw one. I, I think I'd pay up to $300. I mean, I have a BB-8 <laughs> that ro- ro- roams around the house, and I, I like Star Wars, but I'm not into it that much. But if they had a cube that just went ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk across the floor totally buying that so maybe they can if that was part of it they did the cube so they were anti-star wars with the oh maybe i don't know i think if you actually made one the the same mechanics on how it would work would be the same you need some sort of motor in the middle motor with a weight right yeah 
And you wouldn't need sure. a magnet head because it doesn't have a head. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, work. favorite episode so far of the season of Lower Decks? Uh, ooh. Trying to remember. Episode, what was last week's? I think I know I enjoyed that one. Mm, what was last week's? Forget. I'm getting confused because I've been watching them all like again and again and again. So Terminal Provocations. Terminal Provocations. And Cupid's Errant Arrow. I actually really liked the Errant Arrow one. That was a good one. That was with, good um, with Boimler's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah, that was good. Was that last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So what was last week? Temporal Provocations? No, that was uh, three yeah, weeks that, ago. Uh, what episode number is that? That's episode, wow. Don't have my glasses on. Last week. So last week's was the lovable, but uh, the Ensign Fletcher episode. Oh, okay. That's right. The holodeck training. Yeah, that was, I, that was crazy. That badgie was one week ago? That's crazy. Yeah, All right. Well, that, that was a great episode too. Oh, you know what? I want to amend my rating for that episode. I want to say it's a nine. Because as I watched it more, because when we t- talked about it, me and Matt, I had just watched it three times because it was one of those things, the time zones. So I had to like watch it, watch it, watch it, then talk to him about it. So then after we talked about it, I watched it probably eight more times before I passed out asleep. Uh, the sun was up, so uh, I don't know. But uh, as I watched it more and more, I got more and more of it and I really enjoyed it more. Maybe I have to rewatch that one because I... Uh, I- Watched it twice. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but I didn't really enjoy it. When mm-hmm. so, yeah. I think the girlfriend episode was one of my more favorite ones so far. Yeah, that was good. I, I, yeah, I like that one. I, I, I like them all. I think I, I'm going to view them as a whole. But I'm glad that they're episodic, so we have episode names that we can remember that go with the episode. Now, now do we know if there's a season two yet? My understanding is they got greenlit for two seasons right away. Okay. But two seasons is like one season used to be, but broken in yeah. half. So, but still, I'll take it. I'll take anything. So I'm glad. Now we're supposed to see Q, right? This season. I is it is next it, episode? Next I think. episode. Okay. I'm excited for that. Hopefully, it's more than what they said would just like uh, blink and miss it part. Because why would they get John Delancey in for just like one line or something? Yeah. So, so. I'm really hoping that's, good. that's a good one. Um, and I think when they did the panel, I want to say. The actress that does Mariner said that that's her, that was her favorite episode. Tawny Newsom. She's actually yeah. on the uh, official Star Trek podcast now. I listened to their first episode. It had Ben Stiller on it. It was really interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I would check that out if you had, had time. Okay. I'll probably add that to uh, my list. He talks about his love of the original series, Star Trek, and all the things he bought that were original Star Trek props. And he like <laughs> lists them. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. But if I had that kind of money, I would definitely have that stuff. Yeah. So, it's it's a good episode. I haven't listened to the second episode yet, but she's a really good uh, podcast host. Good to know. I'll have to give it yeah. a try. So what's uh? I think, now, hmm? oh, I, said, I think they announced that she was taking over that or running that when. Uh, yeah, they used to have battle. one. Canceled it. It was okay. It was I listened to it, but the guy was kind of negative a lot. So, um, but th- this one they're more positive. I like positivity. I don't like negativity really. Um, I think. We're running, like we mentioned earlier, I think we're running into where they're going to be running Star Trek. By the ne- end of next year, I think they'll have Star Trek always on the TV. That's that's and, my wish. <laughs> so they're they're building, I know their comics have been growing. They've got the mm-hmm. book series, I think, have been revamped again. Um, and then we got all the series. There There's rumors of movies being at least looked at again. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing them and I click on them and they're like, yeah, it says exactly what the the clickbait title said, so. There's tight, yeah. There's definitely rumors of the movie, but no seriousness. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good because Star Trek, 
it was a good brand, is a good brand. Yeah. And it's felt like it in the late nineties era just kind of got dropped or forgotten about. Yeah. People got burnout, I guess. Yeah. I didn't. Sci-fi. I wanted another four or five seasons of Enterprise. I think TV telling storytelling's changed in the last five, ten years. Like Game of Thrones, um, like it or hate it, they're definitely with a new style of storytelling. Um, you got Westworld, same idea. And then you got some of the newer um, shows, Dark Matter, Killjoys. Yeah, I, lo- I love both Dark Matter and Killjoys. Yeah, and what was the other one? Expanse? Dark Matter is probably my favorite of the newish. Ones. I was sad to see that one. End. Dude, right? I was so sad. And then the creator is like auctioning off or you no, know, giving away pieces of the set for people yeah. that commented on a social media thing or something. I didn't, I didn't win any, but I was so sad because I was like, this is the closest thing we have to Firefly. So, I would actually agree. It was actually, I thought, really thought out and well done. Yeah, and all the actors were great. Man, I got to rewatch so, that. Maybe so on, yeah, maybe for Patreon. So, yeah, the big one I'm, I'm seeing with Star Trek, they're really trying to regrow it, and they're taking advantage of new storytelling methods, and mm-hmm. they're doing different styles of story, where as much as DS9 is different than Next Gen, still ne- all three, like those, the, the Next Gen, Voyager, and DS9, they're still they're very similar shows. So it's just different cast it's crazy that um all the new storytelling is very um oh what's the word for it not episodic but the other thing uh serial serial yeah like um deep deep space nine was and people hated it because of that but now they took the deep space nine model and now all the new shows are like that serial lies yeah except for this one this one's this one's not so I'm, little... I'm enjoying it because it's different now yeah yeah. It's back to the old style, but that's uh, Orville. Like he mm-hmm. shopped around Orville, and nobody wanted to pick it up. Oh, dude, and... Star Trek messed up bad. That would have been a great Star Trek series, and to me, it is. To me, it's Star Trek. Yeah. Sure, CBS Paramount doesn't own it, but it's Star Trek. You know? Yeah. But uh, hopefully, I love it. Hopefully, it lives well in Hulu. People are upset. I'm like, I watched on Hulu anyway. Who wants to watch commercials? I just wait for the you know 3 a.m. after I'm done work. I'll go watch it. Well, it's, this is like... on 6 a.m. They're proving it with Star Trek. It's yeah, not on it TV. Works. It's not on. It, it, I guess it's on some cable channels and whatnot, but not in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I don't even believe up here. So many people are angry about going to Hulu when it went, and I'm like, why? It makes sense. And people are like, we don't want to pay the eight ninety nine a month or something. I'm like, you'd rather pay with slices of your life. Those commercial breaks are two minutes a piece, and there's what like five of them. That's ten minutes of your life you're giving away. It's almost 20 minutes an hour now. So 20 minutes an hour, four episodes a month. That's what, 80 minutes? Did I do my math right? And it's the same commercials over and over again. Yeah, so you're just usually. getting brainwashed to buy Cheerios. Or so something. every month you're giving somebody 80 minutes of your life to not pay $9. That makes no sense. Pay the $9. Get what's, your life what's back. Your time, what's your time worth? Exactly, exactly. And I don't want to know the latest vacuum or blender. What are they selling now? I don't know. Probably antibiotics. I have no idea. So I got a comment before we end here. You okay. Got, I see Chew on your shirt. Ooh. What's... Yeah. I went to the Choo Choo party. Ooh. Pretty to the Choo Choo Choo? No, I would never Choo Choo Choo. I saw people Choo Choo Choo. And uh, I, I, one, I wouldn't want to, but I don't think I could. <laughs> it's just, I was just like, no. That When that happened, I kind of, you know, went back to my quarters sense maybe next time (laughs) maybe next time maybe if i have a little drink i'm not a drinker but you know it does happen (laughs) somebody could slip some whiskey in my water uh what's uh what what are we looking forward to next episode on uh, lower decks do you have a title Uh, next episode was why and a description 
Veritas. Veritas. I'm going to bring it on. Is that Latin? That sounds Latin. I'm going to go with Latin. Sounds like it is Latin. Um, that one. All right. So the description, Mariner, Boimer, all our main people are caught off guard when the aliens force them to testify about a series of seemingly unrelated events. Hmm. I wonder if it's one of those episodes like um, the one where they accused Riker of killing the woman, where it's all in flashback until the end and you, you figure out what really happened. Or uh, what was that? I don't even remember the title of that one. Or the one where Tom Paris has to relive the murder over and over again. You don't find out what happened till the end. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm thinking. Um, I guess there's I, probably like I'm three more an, episodes just like I'm that. I'm thinking right? an O'Brien episode, something along those lines Ooh, too. Like which epi- the- which O'Brien episode? I'm trying to think. I actually feel bad for that guy. If you actually watch DS9, he gets well, he's in prison in his head for ten years, and then the next, and like three episodes later, he's caught by the Cardassians and he's in like their prison. Yeah, people think he does. Uh, he Picard has a bad life, but uh, O'Brien had a worse life. But maybe that's why they said he was the best Starfleet officer of all time on Lower Decks. Uh, what what is it? Whispers. I think that's one of my favorite DS Nine episodes. Not my favorite, but when I saw it, I was like, whoa. Where where uh, Miles? Everybody's talking about him, and like there's a conspiracy, and he's trying to figure oh, out yeah. the conspiracy. And I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. I'm going to say go watch it, but you don't find out what's going on until like pretty much the end and it's it blew my mind at the time because i had never seen anything like it and i think that's in the same set like there's like there's three or four episodes where it's like a, a brian heavy episodes mm-hmm. and i think they're all in one or two seasons of each other mm-hmm. oh what and was the like, one with the coffee and keiko said uh, he's drinking tea and not coffee or something like that that was a great oh, one too. <laughs> <laughs> so veritas is the goddess of truth from roman mythology oh the goddess of truth very apt title because they have to tell the truth right in this i actually want to say it's it's used in like some of the legal stuff i actually want to say that term is in mixed in there somehow i i've heard it before in titles of something yeah but i it does it rings a bell but i have no idea what from but I'm, I'm looking forward to that one and if that's the one with q in it that'll be cool it's supposed to be right i thought it was seven but i guess it's eight I thought it was eight myself, so it'll be, okay. ne- be next week. We'll, okay, so we'll I'm, I'm excited out. for that. Uh, hopefully, they go to a Klingon penal planet uh, mm-hmm. and, and meet people that don't keep their genitals in the same place. <laughs> I wonder if we're going to meet Q- um, Borg in the series. Oh, oh, that's something we didn't talk about from this episode. They smell like old trash bags. That That's what... Be- Oh, I missed that line. Then. Yeah, you must have. But um, uh, the visiting captain, when she's telling the story of how they escaped from the Borg with the Vulcan jujitsu, okay. um, she was like, nobody talks about it, but Borg smell like old trash bags. And I was like, that makes total sense. And I just laughed my yes. ass off. So <laughs> I would actually, I just probably has a conversation I don't want to think about too much. But no, I don't know if smells, it's the-, the smells of space, probably. <laughs> Not pleasant. Not pleasant. I, I think a, one of the astronauts said it, uh, space smells like uh, cooked steak <laughs> or something like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, when he sh- she said uh, old trash bags, I was thinking, okay, old trash bags like in a box that have like that Febreze stuff on it that's kind of weird. Or is it like old trash bags with trash in it? It's probably more <laughs> like it because of the rotting flesh on the Borg. And, ugh. Probably they don't wash as far as we've ever seen. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Ugh. Wow, Tendy made a reference to the bathroom in this episode. I think it's actually the first time. Oh, do you got do you got to go for a walk or something? What you say? No, it's with the right at the beginning. It's what when I sometimes when I go in the bathroom is actually when I've 
I spliced DNA or something. Oh yeah. When all those times I said I was going to the bathroom, I was doing now I think yeah. on the math on that, you're more of a math guy and coding and stuff. When you're doing the DNA, nobody could do it in their lifetime, I don't think, right? The amount oh, it would have uh, to be computer program. Yeah, because you can't sequence DNA without like mega computers and like years oh, yeah. or something, right? I don't even know the details. I know it's complex. Yeah, but more more than just uh she couldn't do it in her lifetime unless no. Orion women age very well. Yeah. Which is uh, possible. She's young. Supposed to be young. He seems young. They all seem about early twenties. Yeah, I'm except for Mariner's story makes you think think she must be about ten years older than the rest. Some kind of temporal something or other. But Maybe we'll find out. Hopefully, but no, it couldn't be because she went to school with the captain. But it could be. Well, she's a captain, so you assume that she, unless we're in the Kelvin timeline where Kirk became a captain in very quickly. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why they did that. That's ap- opposite of uh, Kelvin timeline, Kirk. Because uh, instead of being immediately promoted to captain, she is still an ensign. But she said in this episode, which is something that I really was intrigued on. Sorry to keep going back to it, but I guess that's what we're talking about. Um, She said, I still have some things. What if I want to be an ensign, a kick-ass ensign? What if I got some things to work out? I think she said something like that. So Yeah. I I really feel like we're going to – That's you don't ever want to – in proper storytelling, you don't want to give away all the character stuff in the first – Right, because right. Right? then then what's to look forward to? Then you got to make up new stuff. Yeah. So I have a feeling they're hoping the show runs three, four, five seasons mm-hmm. and we're going to slowly get piecemeal her. Yeah. Hints or and something I, like that. I really feel like probably by the season five or something, we'll end up seeing our characters get finally get promoted or something. <laughs> I, I think in the original press and interviews, they said that it's it's episodic, but there are continuing storylines for the characters. And there's one major overarching storyline. So that might be Beckett Mariner. She's the only one that's really we've seen. We got mm-hmm. the Rutherford and Tindy kind of showing some dating type thing, but yeah, there were there minimal. hasn't been much of that lately. There was no mention at all in this episode. No, I kind of miss that because I like their chemistry. I I love ba- Rutherford. Badgie episode was the best. Badgie, that. yeah, that was great. I guess that's why they gave it a break because they did a lot in the Badgie episode, which was called. Yes. Yes, that one. Um, Choo choo. Choo choo. Hey. I bought the shirt and I don't know the episode's name. What? Okay. So, um, but I, I like Rutherford. I, I think uh, out of all the guys on the show, I, I think his personality is probably the kindest and nicest. And I like that. So one of my faves, but they're all my faves. I like everything. You know that about me. It's good. All right. So good, I, hat, good attitude. Any more thoughts on this episode? Much Ado About Boimler? Probably could come up with some, but I think we're good for tonight. I, th- I think we're good. It's it's pretty late in this time zone, and uh, you're a little bit behind me. Yep, but ten thirty my time. Wow! So it must be later than that here. Yeah, I won't tell you. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me, Brett. I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, traveling all the way here via Zoom to Trekaholic, and uh, I really enjoyed talking to you about this, and uh, I. I learn some things that I didn't know and I'm going to watch the episode again so thank you so much for coming on sat in the holodeck so it's all good (laughs) I'd be doing something different than talking to me in the holodeck just saying I have a list about 20 things long (laughs) Um, mine was before I just left the holodeck and seeing your truck and tell was amazing so until next time I'm Albie I'm Brent maintain course thank you for listening to Trekaholic another Star Trek podcast Please support the show by going to patreon.com slash trekaholic. Send written or audio feedback to trekaholicpod at gmail.com. 
leave us a voicemail at 305-707-TREK. That's 305-707-8735. And don't worry, no one will pick up. It's only for voicemail. Visit our website at trekaholic.com for more information. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is not affiliated in any way with CBS or Paramount. I'm your announcer, Zoe Dean. Trekaholic, another Star Trek podcast, is a Baron Space production. And we're back! Welcome, Brad. Uh, Doing that again. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>